Welcome everybody to the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Colin, how are you on this Wednesday morning? Three days from game day, four, four days, three days, four, whatever it is. Three, whatever. I'm doing good. I got a mole removed off my face, so, God dang. you know, I had to bring it up already. You know, the questions were going to pour in. I got the band on my no face. Questions. Nobody was going to ask any questions about this. But anyways, <laughs> uh, skipping over that, we're joined today uh by my good friend from utep uh does radio over in el paso uh adrian brought us adrian how are you doing this morning doing great matthew colin thanks so much for having me on today uh the buzz is here in el paso everybody's excited about the kickoff on saturday and looking like a sellout so it should be fun yeah that's that's what i'm hearing man uh, it's y'all what how what's the capacity of the symbol like forty thousand? It's about 47,000. It's interesting. It was 53,000 and then they included those luxury boxes and premium seating. So reduced the seating capacity a little bit. So about 47,000, maybe 46 and change. Man, Colin, remember when North Texas got those, like had those two games where they sold out in 20, what was it? 2018, 2018. And where this was like, it was the biggest deal. And now UTEP is going to go out there and get 47,000. Yeah. Let me tell you, I was especially when they talked about all these plans of expanding Apogee when it was first built. I was, I was ready as a freshman. I was ready. <laughs> no. Yeah. That that's yeah. North Texas is, is good with 35,000 as its capacity. If they can hit that, that's a great day. Um, but let's talk a little bit about this UTEP team. Um, now that we're, you know, a few days away from the game and um, obviously, you know, I'm over here in sec country and stuff. So conference USA, I haven't had as much time to dive into it. Uh, last year was such a, such a good year such a uh, revolution of sorts i mean for this team to get on the roll the way it did uh how is this team going to be able to repeat what they did last year with some some of the turnover um that they've had yeah it's a great question because uh this minor team it's built around their uh returning players you look at first off it starts at the quarterback position with quarterback gavin hardison who's coming back for another season um which is actually really important for the minors they've never really had continuity at the quarterback position you can look all the way back to trevor vitito who is their quarterback back in 2010 uh and and you know that's those were the years that the that you can remember a quarterback having that continued success year after year and you can't really count guys like jameel Shaw hours who was only here for a couple seasons uh, with the minors. So Gavin Hardison developed through this system uh, coming back another season. And you look at that defensive line. I mean, that's the strong point defensively, which really took a step up last season under uh, their first year head uh, defensive coordinator, Bradley Dale Pivito, who started last season. And uh, man, that defense just ramped up in a whole, whole new way. I mean, you had guys like Praise and Mayhule who just stood out. Uh, the other defensive end, Jadrian Taylor, there's some questions on the eligibility status on their uh, previous returning tack, uh, leading tackler and Breon Hayward. And if they're able to get him back this season, that's a huge, huge thing for the minors. But, um, you know, indications, at least early on, at least reported by Dave Campbell's Texas football, that uh, they that he's likely not going to be playing in this first game. We'll see if he gets a chance to be eligible against Oklahoma next week or possibly New Mexico State in two weeks. Uh, but I look at that defense and I have high expectations with that group. Uh, I, I 
think the corner, the cornerbacks, the safeties, that's going to be their weak point defensively. Uh, but up front, they're one of the best, if not the best in all of conference USA. And then offensively, they'll be very balanced. They, they had to replace wide receiver Jacob Cowling, who transferred over to Arizona, along with Justin Garrett, who graduated last year. But they still have guys like Tyron Smith coming back. They like their newcomers and guys like uh, Kelly Arcari, who's kind of that uh, Justin Garrett type of uh, receiver. And then you even look at guys like Ray Flores, who's coming back from uh, for another year this season. He's a, a hometown product, and he's kind of a do-it-all guy in the offense. But, you know, he runs the ball. He catches the ball. He's somebody to look at as well. And then I like their two-headed running back group in Ronald Awad and Deion Hankins. So a lot of balance across the board for the Miners and high expectations for this group. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Jacob Cowing and uh, Justin Garrett because obviously those two um, have been the the marquee names on the outside for UTEP um, in the past game, past couple of years. And so uh, you kind of mentioned replacing them, but is there any hesitation in being like maybe the past game isn't as explosive or as potent as it was last year? Yeah, it's a, I, that was my biggest question going into the offseason, going into spring ball and even fall camp is – can't so we hear a lot about the depth that they recruited at wide receiver but we we haven't seen it in an actual game so i'm still taking a wait and see approach on all this but the team swears that they are way deeper at the wide receiver position they think they can play six guys at receiver um and rotate different guys in and out so with jacob cowing it was more of a it was more of a family thing he ended up going to arizona because of family reasons and uh it was all personal it had nothing to do with utep with you know losing a guy like justin Gary Garrett, uh, that's a huge loss to in terms of your leadership on your team. And now Justin Garrett actually just got you know hired as one of their graduate assistants. So he's getting to still hang out with the guys that he helped mentor as a player. Now he's doing it as a GA. So I think he really likes this role that he's in uh, right now. Um, I believe he's even doing like the a, he's like in a new role as well, like GA slash director of player development or some, something along those lines. And that's really cool for a guy like Justin Garrett, who's meant a lot to his program. But I, I still feel I, I think the team feels really good about their depth. I, I think they have a lot of uh, versatility at the wide receiver position. So you got some size. You have a lot of speed and guys like Tyron Smith and Walter Don. And then you have guys who've uh, proven it before, like Tyron Smith and like guys like Ray Flores. So you have a lot of real mix and, and versatility when it comes to the wide receiver group. Bruni and I have gone back and forth kind of about how important this game is for UNT to get started off on a, on a good, good note. And how, how important is that for UTEP this season? You know, especially, you know, as we've talked about, there's all that expectation carrying over from last year uh, and they're trying to sell up a stadium. So how, how important would a win be for the whole season as an entirety for UTEP? Yeah, Colin, I like that question a lot. And I've got it a lot this week. Uh, I've, I've hopped on a, several different podcasts as well. And everybody's kind of, uh, you know, comparing this, these two teams. I think the similarities are really, really uh, interesting to look at between, between the Miners and North Texas, because you say the Mean Green have uh, expectations. They want to win this game. It could do a lot for their season. You look at their non-conference schedule, uh, teams like Memphis, teams like, of course, SMU on their non-conference schedule. And you look at the Miners, they're, they're playing Boise State 
State and Oklahoma. So they need as many early season wins as they can. But I'll be honest with you guys. I, I've talked about this a lot. UTEP has way more to lose in this game than they have to win. And I'll tell you why. Because if they lose this game, the fan base is out. This is the most fair weather fan base that you're going to find across Conference yeah. USA where they're going to jump on board when things are right and when things are wrong. If they lose Saturday, forget about it. I mean, just forget about it. The, the game against uh, New Mexico State will be an underwhelming crowd. The Boise State game, which is a Friday kickoff, it will be underwhelming as well. So UTEP, in their eye, in my eyes, it's a must win for them. And I don't know if they're going to get that victory on Saturday. I, I look back to that UTSA game last year, guys. I don't know if you remember, but that game was so overhyped uh, from the UTEP side of things. They wanted to sell that game out, and they drew uh, 30, 36,000 fans for that game. And what did they do? They laid an egg on national TV. They came out very tight. Yeah, sure, they came came back a little bit in garbage time, but it, it really didn't mean much. So I, I just, you know, from the UTEP perspective, fans are really hoping that they don't ha- have a same a similar turnout like they did against UTSA from the from the on-field perspective. And then and, you know, they they actually hope that they can start this year on the right foot by a win against North Texas. Man, Colin, you remember that 2019 North Texas season where, like, those early losses just killed it? Yeah. It's, it's, that's it's the exactly the same teams. thing. I mean, a lot of G5 teams, it's like if you don't sustain to a degree, I mean, they're, it's going to be hard to sell out. It's going to be hard to show up. I mean, North Texas, by the end of that, by the midpoint of that 2019 season where they were expected to win the conference with the 24 seniors or whatever it was, and they start off, you know, a little slow. I mean, it was the 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 stadium was was less than half filled from the rest of the season. So it's it's definitely interesting. And I I just I love getting your perspective on how important this game is for UNT because for North Texas, I mean, you kind of mentioned it. This is a for Seth Luttrell especially going into a year where I've said on this podcast. He has to win seven games, which can include a bowl game, you know, six and six with a bowl win, whatever. You have to get to seven wins. Getting to seven wins with a loss at UTEP and then, like you said, SMU, Memphis probably being losses, like that's three losses to start your season. It's going to be tough to overcome that with UAB and UTSA still on the schedule. So it is a huge game. Like I'm I'm telling my, my dad, I'm telling everybody I know, this is the biggest game week zero, all right? FAU, Charlotte's a good game, but like, this is this is the one where like you actually can take something away from this because this is this is huge. Now, uh, one of the last questions I have here is um, from your perspective, and this is what I want to get your perspective on North Texas. Now, what's one of the biggest question marks or things that you are uncertain about about North Texas? Because that's that's what I'm not I'm not sure about what the outside perception is at this moment. Yeah, I think I think the biggest battle that I'm looking at is offensive line of North Texas versus UTEP's defensive front because we already know UTEP's defensive front. We understand that they've got all conference caliber type of players, but we're a little unaware as far as the tackle positions for both for North Texas and how that's going to fare on on uh, on Saturday. And I get it. They, they've got standout right guards. Uh, one of their team captains on their offenses is their their standout guy who's just one of the best players in all of conference USA. And I, I look at that UTEP defensive line. That's the matchup I'm, I'm most uncertain about because UTEP's not going to win this game in the secondary. They're not going to win this game with their linebackers if they're having to rely on an NCAA waiver that they get from Breon Hayward or 
not. They have to rely on their defensive front. And I don't trust their offense, at least as of now, to, to carry them throughout this game. So I'm looking at the, their defensive line, and they have the most to prove going into this game. So my biggest question marks come with the North Texas offensive line. Are they going to hold? Are, are they going to give Austin Ani that time? I mean, we, we look back on that game last year, guys, and it you uh, the North Texas Mean Green were probably a second away. If Asanani had held that ball for one more yeah. second, he would have been tackled. Game over. Miners win that game. Instead, he gets that ball out, out of his hands, and he and they win the game. I, they, they have that downfield pass set up the the winning score and and that's one of those things right there where the miners cannot take any of this for granted they got to get pressure on austin ani uh one of the other things i'm i'm really uh, wondering is let's say north texas comes out a little tight let's say they struggle out of the gate and let's say the miners go up I, i'm not saying they're gonna go up 21 nothing because that's never gonna happen with utep they're gonna go up maybe 10 nothing maybe 14 nothing or something like I watched, that. Maybe, I watched, maybe. I watched I watched North Texas in a game they had to win in 2019 to make a bowl game against Rice go down 20 to 0. So I will never <laughs> say again. Yeah, never Ever say never. Again. Again. Oh, that oh, was man. Well, 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 real quick, uh the so I I'm just thinking, would my other question, would North Texas bench Austin Ani at the at halftime and throw in Grant Canell and and have him just hey let's see what he can do this is the first game of the year it's not that big of a deal uh as far as just being week 0 there's a it's a long season ahead of them would they be willing to do that? And I, I really, I would side with a no, but I, I never know. And I think that the way that both teams have approached it and kind of their secretive uh, game plan, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, just surprises across the board when it comes to North Texas throwing out different players. That's and the, that's the thing is the pass game has to be better than it was last year for North Texas, right? Yeah. That's like they're yeah. one of the worst passing offenses in the entire country. Austin Ani was was awful. Uh, Jace Ruder was awful. So that's where, you know, the getting those receivers back in Jair Shorter, Tommy Bush, you add Jay Macklin. Like the hope is that you can be more explosive and you pair that with the run game that was, you know, elite last year, right? That's what the hope is. The question is, can Austin Ani do it? And that's where it gets to your point. If they struggle in the past game and they're down fourteen to three at halftime, I don't Colin, what do you think? Do you think there's a chance that they would go to Gnell? I saw it. We've seen it a lot the last three years. We keep we saying that we keep saying that Austin Ani is going to be the quarterback. Blah 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 blah. I, I think I think I like that question because I think it'll happen if, if something like that well, happens yeah. because Austin Ani is in his fourth fifth year and they just keep bringing in guys. The bring brought in for a reason. So yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Ganell has a lot of raw talent. I mean, yeah. as we know, but. All right, man. I won't ask for a prediction uh, because I don't want North Texas fans in your mentions. So uh, we'll, be, <laughs> we'll leave it there. But Adrian, uh, we appreciate you for joining us, man. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to all of your coverage, and I'm just I just I'm just glad football is here Saturday uh, in the Sun Bowl, UTEP versus North Texas. I appreciate you for coming on, Adrian. Guys, I'm going to have to go there three hours before kickoff to avoid traffic at the Sun Bowl. This place is not made for any kind of traffic and crazy amounts of people. So uh, I'm looking forward to Saturday. I'm looking forward to your all's coverage throughout the season as well. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we get a chance to talk soon. I guess maybe this is the last time we'll be doing something like this because uh, you all are on to bigger and better things for the AAC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. dang, that's right. Oh, man, I got to call Ren Baker and be like, we need the UTEP game every year. <laughs> we need the UTEP game every year. I don't care. But all right, Adrian, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, guys. He a radio guy?
Yes. Yeah. It was great. That was awesome. Awesome. All right, Colin. We got more to talk about. Oh, yeah. So reset, oh, reset your mind. Oh, I'm ready. Reset your mind. I'm ready. Fix your face, whatever's wrong with it. Let me, let me, let me get a drink though real quick. Take a sit, take a swig, take a swig. Um, I sent you a tweet last night, Colin, and Bleacher Report. Oh, I don't get, I don't predict- get tweet notifications anymore. Yeah, I, t- I texted it to you, so you don't have any. Oh, it was that tweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Bleacher Report predicted the college football week zero games. It has UTEP winning 27 to 10. Colin. And my question oh, are you is- recording right now? I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, my. F- I'm sorry. Go ahead. We're rolling. We're rolling. We're rolling. No, right we're good. I'm, I thought we were taking the break. No, the- no break. All right. No, no break. break. My fault. I'm 27 ready. to 10. 27 yeah. to 10. Bleach report. Yeah. Uh, my question is: Is there a concern this team doesn't have enough bulletin board material since we have been since we have taken a step back? I'm not sure this team has enough bulletin board material. This. What do you mean by bulletin board material? This team, in the past, right? There would be pl- people either underrating them, questioning them, being like, "This guy's not very good," et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I feel like we haven't had enough of that this off season. Is that just me? I mean, I think it's just because we're we're not we're not plugged in all the time. But I would say that they do have bulletin board material. Okay. If we're if we're talking about in the sense that there people are the national media is underrating North Texas. Um, I'm actually coming to this game feeling pretty confident. I guess we'll get into this later. But yeah. But I but I think coming. But I but I think that year after year I sit up here and I go North Texas is going to be the same as they always did or have a lot of talent, don't actually come through with any results. I think this, for some reason, feels a little bit different. I think this year, they come off the five-win streak minus the bowl game, and then have all that momentum. They get guys back. They have a, I don't want to say a blueprint for winning, but they have known what it felt like consecutive weeks in a row and aren't clawing week by week by week trying to get a win-loss, win-loss, win-loss to make a bowl game. So I think that, you know, they're, they have momentum just as UTEP has momentum, and, and I, 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 I'm expecting a win. I'm expecting a win. All right, all right. Let, let's, let's get into this UTEP game then. Let's, um, I have some over-unders, uh, yeah. which I think we'll, we'll get into in a second, but I want to look at two hypotheticals before we get into our predictions. If North Texas wins, mm-hmm. and I texted you this, if North Texas wins in front of a sold-out stadium in El Paso, what does it mean for, North, for Seth Luttrell's legacy? Legacy, legacy being uh job security <laughs> okay like, what does like, it mean i was like if we're talking about what beating you it's kind of perceived yeah i mean obviously a win keeps them here longer and by longer i mean i'm, I'm only looking in the uh timeline of this season uh, i'm not looking any further ahead if you lose you know four games in a row who knows what'll happen or five games in a row but i think if you win against utep that's off to a great start and you you set the foundation for setting yourself up to get to those seven wins like you and I have talked about, where you're able to hopefully hold on to that job. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think like you and I have both said, this is a must-win game, and it's a must-win game because he needs to keep his job. So I so if that's what if UNC wins, if UNC wins, Seth continues to keep his job. Yeah. It's it's one of the more impressive wins in his tenure. Like if it has wins? To, yeah, it has to be because I mean, last year's UTSA win, amazing, and you and you can go down the line of the Arkansas wins, and you go back. I, I'd be hard pressed to find five wins more impressive than this. 
to win a win over UTEP on the road in front of a sold-out stadium in week zero, nonetheless. And with question marks still at quarterback. Yeah, the, the implications uh, with this game, for sure. Yeah, the implications, uh, the turnover on defense. You lose the Murphy Twins. You lose Deion Oville, You um, You <clears throat> lose DeAndre Torrey. A win would be just massive for this team. And it could spark something that could get this season rolling in a sense. And I think we both agree that this team has the talent. And I think they've had the talent uh, to, you know, succeed and to be one of the better teams in Conference USA. But it just hasn't materialized over the past few seasons for whatever reason. If North Texas loses. Yeah. That's where we start to come in here, like especially in a not zero percent chance that they get blown out. Like, let's just say in theory, it ends up being 31 to 14. Yeah. We are coming on here with a very, very different tone. We're coming on here being like, I don't think he can do it. I don't think they can do it. I don't think this team, this coaching staff is what this team needs. Like, and that's if things go wrong on the road in front of a sold out crowd. And right. like Adrian said, if they get tight, right. Yeah. And we see both quarterbacks and neither one is good. Like there's just, if they get blown out or if they lose by more than a touchdown, there could be a real sense of, Oh, here we go again. Yeah. Like, like it's not it. It's not. And I don't, way. and I don't think that's an overreaction from anybody. If they think that way, where it's like, here we go again, this is the same old, same old. Uh, we don't think this coaching staff can do it because there's a, there's a rapper for, however you say it, rapport there we go <laughs> okay <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that yeah right. there's a there's a rapport of of constant you know letdowns you know we talked about the 2019 season already today i know i don't think we need to go anywhere outside of that just to kind of give you the overall perspective but i did think it was interesting that adrian said that utep has more to lose because i'd argue unt does in terms of the team overall i mean this is this is actually it if we're going to go yeah. back to our old hashtag in terms of you know what can they do yeah, and that was the whole thing for me was, <clears throat> I don't know how, and Adrian, um, you know, he said a lot in, in those 10 minutes, um, but I do want to focus in on who, which team has more to lose to a degree, which I didn't ask him directly, but UTEP, for UTEP, it feels like they really, really want to win this game. Right. For North, North Texas, there's a degree of need to yeah. winning this game. Almost like there, desperation. There is, there is desperation in this because for this team – you add Tommy, you add those receivers, right? You yep. return Austin on. You have one of the, one of the better offensive lines we assume in Conference USA, just a top five, let's say. Um, the defense I expect to still be solid. The the excuses are out. Yeah, there's none. There's none. Yep. Whereas if UTEP loses, maybe there is some. You know, obviously last year was so good. It's like how you lose your best two receivers. You know, how can you expect to get there? I don't know. I just feel like I can make more excuses for UTEP losing than North Texas losing. The only excuse North Texas would have is that it's on the road in El Paso. But that gets back to what we've said the past four years is how does Seth Luttrell, how do Seth Luttrell teams perform when they need to win, when yep. their backs are against the wall, when it's an adverse situation? And this would be another example if they did lose. So with that being said, um, let's let's make our prediction for the game, and then we can talk the three overrunners here. Okay. Um, you go first. <laughs> I love love your your evil smile after you, you said that. You go first. Um, you go first. I don't. I haven't really thought of a score necessarily because I'm really not sure. But I think that North Texas won't 
I mean, I'm going to get bit for this. I feel like North Texas is not going to come out of the gate slow. I don't think, I think they're going to come out and surprise a lot of people and myself included, right? Because we've seen what they've done. So I'll, I'll put a, I'll put 31, 14 UNT. Woo. And I, and I, and I say that because like you just said, excuses are out. You can't say yeah. you got a new defensive coordinator. You can't say it's COVID, even though that was two years ago. You can't say it's because you have no receivers. You have the same quarterback. You have other quarterbacks that you keep bringing in. There's no excuse now. Like you said, backs against the wall. I think they come out hot. Man, uh, this is it, it's a podcast, so we have to predict stuff. Um, man, if that I don't, I just can't will myself to say <laughs> the North Texas. He, 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 he I can't bring myself. To You're say like North it's Texas like you just got shot. Um, I I feel good about North Texas. I also feel good about. UTEP not being as good as they were last year. That's yeah, what I do feel good about. But, but I again, I it feels different, and I can't put my finger on it. The I think the five-game win streak helped a lot, but we've seen that the team as it was was able to win and could win convincingly, and we hadn't yeah. had that prior to those. I mean, that loss streak was showing how they just could lose convincingly, and then they flipped it around and won convincingly, right? Yeah. I think that that continues, and I think that – you know, like like we've kind of said this uh, up to this point, you know, Seth has a little different, you know, kind of aura to him. You know, he's a little more laid back. I think the team knows the implications. I think Seth knows the implications. I, it just feels different to me. It feels different. Oh, boy. All right. Feels different for Colin. Um, hashtag feels different. Hashtag feels different. There we go. That's the hashtag. Good job. Um, I, here's what I will say and um, analysis wise. I legitimately think this run game will continue to be elite. Yeah. Right. I, I think that Latrell and Bless are going to lean on this run game. I think it's going to be run first, run second, and then pass, you know, tertiary. That's the that's the third option. And my thing is when they get to that option, if Tommy Bush and Jair Shorter and Jay Macklin and Rod Burns can just be good, like they don't need to be great. They just need to be good. Last year, the receivers were awful. Or yeah. very bad, if you want to be nice. Very bad. This year, if they can just be above average to good, which I think is a very realistic thing for this team, the explosive play battle will start to lean towards North Texas or will at least start to even out, you know, whereas last year there were times where they could they could bust. If that's the case, I just think this offense is good enough to put up enough points to with Phil Bennett's defense. Phil Bennett's defense, again, we have... We are Phil Bennett believers, right? Yeah, we're no, yeah, Phil Bennett for sure. advocators at this point. Um, so if Phil Bennett can just do his job, which I believe him to do, I think the offense is in a better spot this year to put up enough points. And for that reason, and I again, I expect UTEP to maybe regress a little bit. Give me North Texas, twenty-eight to twenty-four. There you go. That's a cop-out win. Put it down. A win is a win. A win is a win. There's the second hashtag. A win is a win. All right. A win is a win. Just take. All right, the I have win. a question for you. No matter how they win, even if it's in the ugliest fashion ever, will we come on this podcast and feel confident? Now you got me imagining if it's like, like I mean the ugliest thing, seven. like UTEP, like type of thing where you like you. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but I mean like UTEP has the ball and like. North Texas is 10 yard line with five seconds that they fumble it in North Texas scores. <laughs> are we, are we coming on here and going, a win is a win. 
a win is a win. I, I think so. I think so. I legitimately think just find a way to win this game because everything else on this schedule, like this is going to be the only game. Well, I can't say the only game. It'll be one of the only games, if not the only game, where it's basically a pick em. There's The spread is one. Like you're not going to find many games with a closer margin yeah. than this, two teams closer than this, at least going into the season where expectations are. Like this is you just need to find a way to win this game and then the rest is smooth sailing if you win you know you lose to SMU, you lose to the teams you're, if you win this game and lose to the teams that you're not going to be favored against you're still probably going to win six games you know In what i mean like number, but yeah like yeah you'd have to like look at that if to make sure i'm right but like uab utsa you'll be underdogs smu memphis you know you go down the list there's maybe like fau right let's say those five are losses yeah you beat UTEP, so you can play the other teams. Like uh, I think they play. Do they play F, uh, Charlotte, FIU, whatever? The the lesser good teams, right? And you'll be fine. So that if that makes sense, um, that's why I I just feel good about this team. A win is a win. Just get the win and get out. I'm gonna uh, say hashtag pass. find a ways. The hashtag thing. Find a, wasn't that that was our 2021, wasn't it? No, that was I don't remember. It I'm pretty matter. sure that was our 2021. Aren't hashtags dead anyways? No, not anymore. Not anymore. Not after you just revived them. You brought it back. What was it again? What did you say? Hashtag find a way. Maybe no, it no, was. No, maybe you know what? Oh, before. Uh, we'll watch oh. it back. We'll watch it back. We'll watch um. It back. All right. Here's the three under over unders. Colin, ready? Yep. And I don't know my answers to these either right now. Uh, over under Austinani passing yards, two hundred. It seems over. so attainable. Over. Over. Okay. Do you want to know how many times he went over 200 yards last year? In his career, I bet it's like No, five. just last year. Just last year. I know. I was just saying it's a low number overall anyways. I'm going to say like once. Last year, he went over it five times in 13 games. Oh, okay. That's not as bad as I thought. I mean, a lot of them were 216, 219, 212. Okay, that's why it doesn't feel like. Okay. 228. <laughs> so only one game of over 228 yards. So. Yeah. Not great, but uh, you say over? Yeah. I'm going to say under because of the run game that I mentioned here. Okay. But I also don't think Austin Ani is has taken the step forward that Seth Luttrell seems to believe. He There's has. an interesting question while we're on Austin Ani. Can they still win if they replace him at halftime? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. I know in the past where we've gone – Oh, if Jason Bean has to come out, then they're going to lose the game. Type of well, thing. yes, they, that was lose so much. You know what I mean? That was um, our point. There was that by the time you made the switch, the game was already over. Right. So you're you're saying that now it would be made preemptively. I think North Texas, if they get good quarterback play, which obviously isn't a given if you take Ani out, but if Ani's playing poorly, and you can go to Ganell and he's at least serviceable, I think this team, if th- you give this team good quarterback play. And they are substantially better than UTEP, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. The question that's the question though. Are you gonna get good quarterback play? Yeah. And that's what we'd have to see. Um, all right. Tom, over under Tommy Bush receptions at two and a half. Under. Okay. I'm out on the Tommy Bush train. I think I think Ani gets and that's just I mean, I just haven't seen enough of him. Yeah. Um I think that Ani gets his two hundred or plus two hundred yards from just big plays. And I don't necessarily know if that's going to just come from hitting the same guy over and over again. So, Interesting. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. And if he does hit the same player over and over again, you know who that's going to be? Rod Burns. Yeah. 
because they have so, they have chemistry so yeah um okay um oh you made me reconsider that hold on i was at a little over but i did just predict on the under 200 yards yeah. i'll say under as well i'll roll with that okay with that. we're gonna keep track track of this by the way throughout the season yeah we had we, we were gonna come up with a point system i mean just one point for whoever yeah but like what, but like the the stakes you said you okay, wanted yeah, no, we'll get the stakes we'll get the stakes we'll get the stakes yeah. All right, last one. Over under North Texas turnovers forced, one and a half. Turnovers forced, one and a half. So fumbles. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to really think here of who's go gonna ahead. do it. I'm gonna go with under. I don't think this game is gonna be a sloppy game in my eyes. I think that they'll get one. They might get one. They might get a pick or something. But I don't think it's gonna be. You know, we're just gonna rack these things up. So. I'm going to go under. God dang. I don't know. Um, it's hard to predict fumbles. Fumbles are impossible to predict. Yeah. Uh, interceptions are obviously – if they had if they had the Murphy twins still, I'd probably say over just because you can force some pressure there. Yeah. We'll have to see Tom Treve if he can be that dude, if, if Rod Brown can be that dude on defense line. Um, I'll, I'll say – I'll say under as well. I'll stick with you there. Um. Thing. So I, I only think. get a point whenever I win the Ani passing yards. That's crazy. It's about the season, Colin. It's about the season. It's not about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about a marathon, not a sprint. It's a marathon, not a sprint. There we we're go. also counting the. Uh, we're gonna also count the the score predictions as well in these point systems. I like. I think we should. Okay. How, okay. Whoever's we closer. Can, yeah. And we'll just eyeball that. We'll just be like, oh yeah. Yeah, we'll just eyeball it. Rooney was closer this time. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like. What was your what was your prediction? You said thirty one fourteen. Yeah. So if it's twenty eight to ten, you were closer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. All right. Let's wrap this up. Season predictions, Colin. Uh, you want me to go through the schedule one more time? Oh, yeah. Got it. yeah. All right. Here we go. How about how about we do this? You name you name the team like the week, and then I just say win or loss. Okay, you can do that for yours. Oh. Okay. Uh, UTEP on the road. Oh, I, I just thought you were going to go first because you said you can do that for yours. UTEP on the road win. Oh, you want me to read them and then I answer it? Okay. No, I answer. UTEP on the road. Yeah, law, or win. Oh, win, 31-14. SMU at home. Loss. Texas Southern at home. Win. UNLV on the road. Win. That's a win. Memphis at on the road. Loss. So how many wins are we at? Three? Yeah. Uh, FAU at home. Win. La Tech at home. Win. UTSA on the road. Loss. West Kentucky on the road. Loss. FIU at home. Win. UAB on the road. Win. Rice at home. This is going to be the come down loss. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I love it. The fact that this they would lose to Rice after beating UAB yeah. on the road on senior night. It's very much on brand. 75 yeah. for Colin. You heard it here first. Wow. Man, we're wow. I'm coming out, I'm coming out the gates with these these predictions. Let me tell A you. Chance to go eight and four and you lose to Rice the last game of the year would be, that would be great. All right, all right. Wait, before we get to yours. If they win against UAB, lose against Rice on a senior night, is the seven wins enough? 
Seth's on the hot seat regardless. Like, no, yeah, you can't just lose the rice. Man, you can't you can't you can't be rice. You can't lose the rice at home. I'm sorry. That's you just that's not allowed. Um, all right, give me a win over UTEP. A loss uh at home against Southern Miss. Oh, Southern Miss, SMU, rather. Um, win at Texas Southern, or win at home against Texas Southern, win at UNLV. <clears throat> Lost to Memphis. Man. Lost to FAU. Beat La Tech. Lose to UTSA. Beat Western Kentucky. Beat FIU. Lose to UAB. Beat Rice. Those are your seven? Seven. We both have seven wins. Seven wins for North Tech. You know, we're going to be sitting here in like four weeks and be like, God, what what the heck do we do? Seven wins. They have to. Oh, boy. All right, Seth, we've bought in. You've got us again. You've reeled us in. I think it it was that press conference where he said five QBs. That was it. He said, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care if you hate it. This is what I do. Honestly, like three years ago, I would have hated it. But now I think it's hilarious. I love it. No, the the depth chart that was circulating on Twitter where it had the five ors, <laughs> yeah, said, or Bonnie or, or, or Ganell or Ruder, and it just went down. I was like, this is this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And Seth should fully lean into it, one thousand percent every single game week. Just be like, I don't know who our starting quarterback is. It's a great question. Yeah, I don't have an answer. Ani you can know, just was, throw for four hundred yards, and he'd just be like, I don't know, man. Just be like, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good about JD Head right now. <laughs> right now. He might be the guy. Stone Earl might be the guy, <clears throat> but uh, he should definitely lean into that. So that that's interesting. All right. Season predictions, game predictions. We had Adrian on to get a better handle of UTEP. Um, that's it, man. We're yeah. done. We did our over-unders. I, I'm ready for the season. We're here. We'll have a post-game podcast, as always. We'll have our, our uh, weekly post-game pod. Probably do a midweek quick pod um somewhere in there just to to talk ramble maybe take some questions whatever yep. but um we hope you all enjoyed it uh if you're watching on youtube <clears throat> leave us a uh, subscribe leave us a comment share all that stuff if you're listening on a spotify come on spotify, you, gotta get, you gotta get better at this now spotify just like this every week i reach across my body for spotify spotify over there yeah. the green room uh follow us on facebook the green room unt Uh, Check that out. Follow us on Twitter. You know our handles by now. Um, But yeah, we thank you all for joining us. We'll talk to you all later.